Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. This is Modern Legacies, where we love talking to business owners and entrepreneurs who are doing great things in the world, making the world a better place, and being modern and leaving a legacy. Today's guest is Stephen Hoffman. Stephen, how are you? Fantastic to be here. It is exciting to talk to someone who loves doing positive work in the world. Uh, you're a perfect guest for Modern Legacies. Uh, Stephen is the CEO uh, of Founders Space, and he's written, uh, written, he's written a few different books. And I think, Stephen, uh, my first thing I would like to know from you is what was it like writing a book? Writing a book is a fantastic experience, especially for me. So all the books I've written are based on what I do. So I work with entrepreneurs and venture capital globally. Mm-hmm. And my first book, Make Elephants Fly, was all about how startups innovate and how any company can take that process of radical innovation and put it to work, put it to work for good in the world. Mm-hmm. And then my, my second book, which was just published by HarperCollins, is Surviving a Startup. And that is my experience, mentoring hundreds of entrepreneurs around the world, working deeply with them, really helping them overcome the challenges they face so that they can make their businesses successful and make a positive impact. That is so cool. At Initiate Impact, our our sponsoring firm of this podcast, we love talking with business owners who want to do good in the world, who are motivated, who are excited to get business accomplished, uh, but for a greater cause than just the bottom line of the business. And so maybe you can tell me a little bit, and, and by the way, I appreciate answering the question about a book. I'm, I'm working on on a book right now to, to publish in December. And it's funny because I asked that question to anyone who lists that, they, that they've written books before. Again, I've gotten answers all over the board. It sounds like for you, though, it's kind of energizing, which is really cool. Um, I can tell that you're passionate about the work that you do. And so speaking of that, can you tell me a little bit about Founderspace and how you apply what you've written in the book? So at Founderspace, our job is to find great startups. When we started Founderspace, we had a mission. And that mission was to really work on projects we cared about. So I've done three venture-funded startups myself, uh, two bootstrap startups. I've been an entrepreneur. I know what it's like. But I didn't want this business to be solely focused on growth in the bottom line. I wanted to have the flexibility to actually choose the products, the projects to work on that I cared about. And that's why when I started Founderspace, we used all our own money. We didn't take in any outside money. So... We founded Founderspace uh, in San Francisco at the beginning, and it was really me just helping out, me and my partners, just helping out entrepreneurs we personally knew who we thought were great, and they were going to do great things. So we're sharing our experience, how to raise capital, how to grow their business, how to put together a business plan, how to go to market with new products, everything. Mm -hmm. And then more and more entrepreneurs started to come to us. This was over a decade ago that we began this. And we just started to grow. And the name, our name got out there because we were pretty early. And different entrepreneurs, 
startup accelerators, governments from all over the world were descending on Silicon Valley a decade ago because that's, you know, they wanted to understand what was the magic of Silicon Valley. And we're, we were there. So we started to connect with them and we learned that they needed help. All these countries around the world, they wanted to be innovative. They wanted to uh, do good things in their countries. So we started to collaborate like with Taiwan and South Korea, governments in Europe, accelerators all over the world, Africa, really helping share our knowledge and our process with them. And that's how it began. And then Founder Space just kept growing and growing and growing. And today we're in 22 countries. And before COVID, before the <laughs> pandemic, I was traveling 70% of the time, just all wow. over the place, all over the US, all over the world, uh, working with entrepreneurs. Wow, that's that sounds like, like quite the experience. Twenty-two different countries, traveling everything. I love to travel, by the way. My wife and I, we the, the travel itch is definitely scratching right now, considering all of the uh, all of the COVID situation. But so you mentioned that you're working with entrepreneurs specifically, and I have so I have two questions for you. One is is a specific metric. I'm just curious on if you can estimate about how many entrepreneurs you've coached or worked with over the years, and number two is when you when you're working with with a founder or an entrepreneur, someone who's looking to start a business, what are the things that you look for and notice about the most successful people to do that? So, how many have you worked with, and what makes them successful? Well, over the past decade, I mean, that's a long time. I've worked with probably close to a thousand different entrepreneurs. Wow, so a lot, and that gives me a lot of data points plus my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. of what it takes to be successful. So there are a number of things I can go into. Like if you're looking at an entrepreneur, I would say the idea is just the starting point. Don't get married to the idea. Any idea you hear can sound great on the surface. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they fall in love with their idea and they want it to, they want, they want it to work in the real world. But mm -hmm. I can tell you, there are different types of entrepreneurs. There are social entrepreneurs, there are nonprofit entrepreneurs, there are for-profit entrepreneurs. I don't really care what you are, but what I need to see is that your idea can be self-sustaining because honestly, the companies that have the biggest impact on the world, they actually, there is a demand for their product and they're actually putting it out there to solve a real problem. People are willing to pay them and then they can use that money to grow their business. Mm -hmm. So if it's just a nonprofit, it's really hard because they're going to always be dependent upon philanthropy. And now there's room for that. There are great nonprofits out there that are solving problems that literally there is no profit for. But mm -hmm. we tend to focus on the socially responsible entrepreneurs who want to grow a business that is also a viable business. So mm -hmm. that's those, those have to be coupled. So when I look at an, an entrepreneur, I want to see somebody, first of all, uh, who really understands their business. Like a lot of people have an idea to do good. They'd say, oh, I want to do this good thing, but they don't really go deep. They're just at the surface level. And unless you go deep and actually start to figure out the whole structure, the environment, how it actually works, what, where, who are your customers? Do your customers really, really need what you have? Or is it a nice to have? Let me give you an example. Let's say there's an entrepreneur out there. They want to change the fishing industry. Because, you know, a lot of there's a lot of bycatch, a lot of waste. You know, we're destroying the ocean. It's a really tough time. Uh, and the fishing industry is far from sustainable. So they want to make it more sustainable. Well, it's one thing for them to have an idea on how it could be more sustainable. 
But if the fishing industry isn't willing to adopt that, it will go nowhere. Like they will just ignore this entrepreneur, even if their idea is viable and they built an incredible product. If they don't see that it benefits them, they won't use it. So you really have to have an entrepreneur that goes into the fishing industry, meets with all the different players, starts to understand what are their pain points? What do they need? Can he offer or he or she offer them something that actually is one of their priorities, like to make their fishing more efficient, to get better PR, to you know help them sell products with you know a sustainable brand? Can they yeah. do that? helping the fishing industry while also getting the result they want, a more sustainable fishing industry. So I always say the entrepreneur's job, a great entrepreneur's job is to hunt for demand, hidden pockets of demand out there that aren't being met. And usually, like I work in Silicon Valley, you can unlock these pockets of demand through new technology by doing something so much better or very different than anybody before that all of a sudden that demand just explodes and you get this you know, new company. Like we're on Zoom right now. Mm-hmm. So Zoom was around and there was this pocket of demand for remote work, you know, all, all of us doing this. And they just figured out how to make it super simple, right? For mm-hmm. everybody to do that. And that demand was already there. Boom, it drove uh, you know, Zoom into this huge company. So that is what I'm looking for. The qualities of an entrepreneur that, that are really successful are number one, they stick with it. They don't give up. Mm-hmm. Number two, they really have to have an open mind because often where you start and where you end up are totally different. So let's say this entrepreneur has a great idea how to change the fishing industry. They go in there, nobody wants it. But as they learn about the fishing industry, they actually figure out things that they do want and then they can start to introduce change to that industry. Mm-hmm. That open openness, flexibility, really important. And the third and probably most important thing for any entrepreneur to succeed is the ability to get other people on board. No person makes really significant change in the world by themselves. They do it by motivating, leading other people. So when I look at a team at an early stage, I don't just look at the entrepreneur. If you're a hardworking professional struggling to reach financial (laughs) freedom. Sorry. Uh, We'll edit that out. I don't know what happened. So So when I look at a team, I don't just look at the CEO. I look at who that CEO has surrounded himself or herself by. Who are those people? Are they A-list players? Because honestly, if they aren't A-list players, they can have the best idea in the world, the best focus, but at some point they will drop the ball. They will fumble the ball. Somebody else will pick it up and run with it. And our investment in them will turn out to be nothing. I think those points are tremendous for for working with people and kind of kind of understanding where they're coming from and the, and the characteristics that are really important for entrepreneurial type people. And especially the third one, I think, you know, I wrote about in, in my blog a few weeks back uh, or in early August about recruiting people for your project or your team, whether that's a for-profit project or just some kind of positive impact project. It's so important that that your passion, not only do you have that passion, but that you can exude that passion and and, and get other people to on board. And, and, you know, in some cases people are saying, well, you know, you can't convince someone to be passionate about what you're passionate about. And it's, that's not necessarily the case. It's helping them identify the things that can be done. There's passion in there. Everyone's got passion for something, but if you can at least explain what it is that you're really, that you really care about other people who are passionate about that will find you and fast and quickly. And 
then you can back that up into the problems or the things that you figure out how to solve. And, and to make it simple, as you also mentioned, that's that's the key. Make it really simple for people to understand it and re- really simple for them to execute and take action. So um, I'm not a entrepreneurial coach as much as you are, but I, I gather that, that message from you right away. So my next question for you then is, Stephen, is how or why does what you do make you go? Like, I can tell that you're pumped and excited about this sort of thing. You're in Silicon Valley. It's a very energetic, exciting, high energy type of place. You got you to gotta be right on that level with everyone out there. So why does this work do that for you? I couldn't ask for a better dream job. So I never want to retire. I am passionate about doing stuff in this world. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. As long as I can get up and go, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And my mission was always, how can I take the resources I have, the knowledge I have, the capital I have, and put it to better use? Mm-hmm. And doing this job is just, I am so passionate because every time I engage with a new entrepreneur, I am not only teaching that entrepreneur what I know and sharing my resources, my connections, all these different things that I've built up in my lifetime, value giving that to that entrepreneur, but they are sharing with me their world what they have discovered, their vision for the future, how they want to change things. So I, intellectually, it's it's incredibly stimulating and very exciting. Uh-huh. Also, uh, by partnering with them, I feel like I am doing more good than I could do on my own because I've set up this structure, this whole ecosystem for st- growing startups, this global organization. And it's not just me that's partnering with them. It's the whole or our whole organization and their organization partnering with us, making each other stronger. So that every morning I get up, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I, and you know, there's some semblance of humility, but also desire. You know, there's a great happy medium there where you you're so passionate that you're going to be successful, right? You know that, but at the same time, you know that you can't do it all by yourself. If you work with thousands of entrepreneurs, think about the exponential impact that you've had by helping them live out their dreams and the purpose that they care about, right? I mean, I mean, am I right in saying that? Yeah. If I can even help a few of these entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and they're doing really amazing things that are, are going to grow very fast and have a, an enormous impact, that it, you know, that's enough for me. So I you know, every entrepreneur, they're also a person, right? And they're struggling. It's really hard when you're starting a company, you run into so many problems. You know, I've been there. Not all my businesses in the past were, you know, wildly successful. Some were, some were a real struggle. So to be there for them through that process, to really understand them and and get to know them and their team, that's also very rewarding. Yeah. You got to go through struggle. You got to get to the other side of the mountain. I I always like to say that failures or struggles or just hurdles of success. And as you run around that track of your business or whatever you want to call it, uh, your, your project, there's going to be things there that you have to get over and get around. But once you do, uh, the lessons that you learn from those things are cannot be repeated. Instant success is impossible. And this kind of relates to what you're saying about how your original idea is never, it's never exactly how you 
uh, how you pictured it. There's a journey along the, along the way. So, Stephen, I think that's I think that's great. You should definitely check out Stephen and what Founderspace is doing at founderspace.com. Uh, Stephen's also on LinkedIn. They also have a Twitter page. Definitely uh, go out to Founderspace. They're at Founderspace on Twitter. Um, great following. Pretty active there. So, uh, Stephen, what am I missing? Really, I mean, I think the Modern Legacies podcast really wants to give entrepreneurs and business people an opportunity to share their message. And I, I sense the passion. I understand the work that you do. Um, what's, what's the thing that I'm missing? What is it that the, the thing that's kind of burning inside of you that says, you know what, I got to make sure if I'm going to leave one legacy, this is it. So my legacy right now is the world is a small place and it's getting smaller. And a lot of us don't realize it. We're putting up walls between each other, you know, even within our mm-hmm. own country, but definitely overseas. These problems aren't restricted to borders. Like the problems we face, the most pressing problems in the earth today, climate change, all, you know, war, poverty, all these things, they are problems that, that affect every single one of us. You know, pollution, you know, doesn't have borders. All of these things are, we are on this planet And this is our planet to take care of, not for us, but for the next generation. Like Mm -hmm. if we ruin this planet for Mm -hmm. our immediate benefit, every other generation that follows our kids, grandkids, their grandkids are going to suffer. So it's time we acted responsibly. And personally, I, my legacy is to bring the world together and, you know, I'm not going to do everything, but do my part in bringing Mm -hmm. the world together through the creativity, the imagination of people, of entrepreneurs that really care, and also helping those entrepreneurs meet with family offices, you know, uh, philanthropists who really want to fund socially responsible startups, to put them together and to advise the people investing on whether this is actually a sound investment in terms of just an investment, you know, uh, you know, a dollars and cents, will this make sense? Because I believe if you put a lot of money into a startup that's doing good and they can leverage our economy and venture capital to grow really fast. And then you can take those returns and invest it in 20 more startups. That is a virtuous circle. I want to make that happen at a global level. Awesome. Love, love the work that you're doing, Stephen. That's such a noble mission to help people with their own missions, right? I mean, it's just exponential. Awesome work. What you all are doing is, is tremendous. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Hoffman from Founderspace, founderspace.com. Stephen, any other place that they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. So if you want to get a hold of me, uh, founderspace.com is the best, but you can also go to LinkedIn. I'm there. Search for Steve Hoffman, Founderspace. I'm on all the social networks. You can reach out and contact me. Awesome. Stephen Hoffman, man, have a great rest of your day. I hope Silicon Valley treats you well. Thank you. You too. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies we would really appreciate it now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content so if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything you can subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot 
to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.